0: This episode of Let's Think on It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. Uh, hey, look. Dr. Mark Westfall joins us now. You, you've brought your son, Adam. It's my son, Adam. He looks a lot like me. What's and up, that man? would be
1: me over here. Yeah. All right.
0: Um, all right. So tell us tonight. We will be talking about what? So
2: I thought we'd um, talk about spirituality in psychiatry. I mean, a lot of people may wonder how those go together. Yeah. Um, and when I mentioned it to you, there was a little hesitation, I thought, on, hmm, wait a minute, spirituality.
0: Well... What is that? I mean, I guess I can... We'll get into it. I, I can see how it goes into psychology and the brain. I think when, when you get to like, wait, does spirituality work with science? That's where there's more of a question for me. Um, when we first talked about this, my hesitation were two things. One, like I'm pretty open and I will talk openly with you or Reed or Adam or anyone else about like, yeah, here, here's my feeling on that kind of stuff. But the radio is just a little bit different, totally, um, because it turns out there happen to be some people listening to this, <laughs> um, and so like I'm even open with my parents about this kind of stuff. But for example, I'm not super open with my grandmother about it, right? Because there's no reason upsetting my grandmother.
1: Really? So, now I'm not saying but, but she,
0: she's not listening, so I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying like you don't tell grandmother what you think about things, dude. You're an evil person. You tell <laughs> you tell grandmother your feelings and all that? Sure. Oh, you're horrible. Well, I mean, I you're the one who's lying to our grandmother. <laughs> I don't How lie to her. I don't lie to her. I just don't discuss it.
1: <laughs> um,
0: like with my mom, I tell my mom all the time, like when we get into talking about spirituality and religion, I just say like, look, I'm not here to upset you. I just want to let you know. Like if you'd like to talk about this, fine, we can talk about it, but I'm not here to upset you. Uh, so anyway, so my so hesitation.
2: What, you're th- what I'm hearing from you is you're, and, and certainly you don't feel any compulsion to reveal your personal, personal thoughts on uh, spirituality if you don't feel comfortable because it is a personal thing as well as a, uh, a worldly thing. So, but what I'm hearing from you is that you're concerned that some of your views on it might be
0: upsetting to people in your family. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, or just people in general. Okay. Um, you know, I like to have a decent approval rating. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And being a public, you know, silly as it sounds to say, but it's just my job. It means, mm-hmm. like, talking out loud to people. Right, right. Um, I just try to avoid controversy for the most part, right. right? Now, that's hard to avoid, especially with the political, you know, um, climate climate that we have and the currently. climate change that's <laughs> going on politically. Um, so I, but even then like on the morning show like we don't just dive head first into all that i mean i right, you know, just right. kind of skim over the news and you know do yeah. my grunts mm-hmm. and moans and stuff like that with with reed you know i told you i was like well my concern here here is that reed is a school teacher and hmm. um i don't i wasn't sure if he would be okay talking about because i don't want parents to get upset i don't know well, yeah, it doesn't bother me. I mean, the, okay. I mean,
3: the things that I think and believe, I believe for a reason. I'm not, you know.
0: That's true. I and definitely uh, have thoughts about it. It's not like I just... Simply but, it,
2: but I think your reaction is, is not uncommon. Uh, the reason I wanted, I'm glad you revealed kind of what we talked about before the show is that a lot of people, when you bring up spirituality, there's kind of a paralysis initially. Like, where are you going with this? Yeah. And there seems to be some judgmental ness about it, and sure. you're feeling judged. Like if you if you come across in a certain way on air, you're like, "Well, nah, people are going to judge that. They're going to judge me based on my thoughts about spirituality." And so, uh, the the reason it came up to me as a topic um, is because, well, a lot of reasons. I think you know you go through kind of um, cycles in 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 your work, and s- sometimes things te- tend to come in uh, in waves. And and I've just had a, a wave of folks who are struggling with. Uh, grief, and I think that's one area where it really challenges you mm-hmm. to um, come to terms with what you believe about spirituality. I think I think it challenges yeah. us to when someone close to you or you are dying or it died, of course, right? Then it really challenges you. And yeah. so I've been and I'm kind of I think like you, will, I don't I don't really impose my thoughts on other people. I mean that's not what I'm here for. Uh, as far as religious or spiritual thoughts. Um, I I certainly try to educate people. Um, But what I've found through my career, and I've been doing this, you know, I've been in psychiatry, studying psychiatry, or student of psychiatry, really, about 27 years. And so I found that you can't not address it with people who are dealing with really difficult problems.
0: It has to be one of the major factors in what's happening with your brain and how you make decisions about things and you know you bring up the the death thing i think that's again i, I just concur with you that's yeah. that's when it really is important and i've talked to two people recently uh, we were actually talking about someone who had basically not found religion but had become very religious when they had, after losing a child which is completely understandable like i you know mm-hmm. i'm certainly not faulting anyone for right. that and the person i was talking to about said you know funny enough it was losing a parent that made me lose religion that made me kind of realize Mm -hmm. at that point is when i started thinking about things and that's when i went the exact opposite Mm -hmm. direction
2: so interestingly we've your your language has shifted a tad i'm I'm curious if you're aware of it you we've started talking about spirituality Mm -hmm. and you now have Mm -hmm. used the word religion twice oh yeah do you see those no no it's no sorry it's it's a it's a great point do you see those as synonymous
0: No, because I know the definition of religion. Um, How do you see them as different? Well, I think you could be, you know, a spiritual person. So basically thinking, oh, there is a higher something and I have a bigger purpose and think of things in that way. And there's a better place, but not necessarily even tie that to one specific religion that you worship religiously. Right. So I think that maybe could maybe could be the difference. Now a lot of times mm-hmm. the two clearly are intertwined. Well, and the,
3: some of the overlap is the people who are religious, whether we're going by a super technical definition of that or not. I mean that is based in their idea or ideology about spirituality. So I mean and they are very closely related. I think they're very closely you know,
2: related. Sure. I, I when I speak about it in psychiatry and to patients. um, Spirituality to me is a broader definition, and religion is a practice, and it is one way in which many people find a connection to spirituality. Mm-hmm. But it is not the only connection for many people. So, I, just just to kind of ask that definition now. What, and I asked Adam before we came to the show; I wanted to come with. How would you define? And I asked a lot of people uh, in the last week trying to figure out what people's responses would be in general. You know, how would you define? spirit and spirituality what what does that mean
1: hmm yeah my answer to that was um essentially in my opinion you know and this is obviously up for debate um but the spirituality is really just kind of the is just engaging yourself in thoughts about things that are not tangible you know that are not um your day-to-day life and and things immediately around you and your you know physical body and and the bodies around you but um but something bigger than that, anything that you don't understand, um, you know, be it religious or not, you know, and so that would imply that, you know, religion would obviously fall under spirituality, but that spirituality would be a broader umbrella than that. You know, kind of a mm-hmm. square is a rectangle and but a rectangle is not always a square right. type situation.
0: Yeah. That's a definitely a good way to look at it. Yeah. I you know, I'm Oh, I'm at this weird place. In my life, Mark writes in and says, it's just time I just come out as a Jew. <laughs> He's my Jewish friend, by the way. Uh, I, I'm just at this weird place in my life where, I don't know, it's hard for me to think out of the box as far as like what's tangible. It's hard for me to, to think out of the scientific tangible box right now. Well. Yeah. And by the way, and that's been since I was like 13. But right, I mean, right, right, it, right. when I was 13, I just had this moment. It's a of, long like, phase. Like, yeah. Well, but I mean, still mm-hmm. there was a time where I was like in lots of denial with that and would not even admit to myself like it would make me sick to my stomach to admit to myself that i was but but at, at the age of 13 is when i finally went to a youth minister who's still he's a friend of ours i mean still a, we keep in touch and and was like hey i'm not sure this whole thing's legit like what makes you think it is because i wanted this to whole thing opinion. of religion yeah and god and jesus and the whole deal. okay yeah. all
2: right so the question i would ask uh were you in my office so i'll ask it and see how it goes uh, would be, and well, let me back up a little bit, a little background. So, when people come to see me, typically they're struggling with something, right? I mean, that, sure. that's why they come into the office. Yeah. And so, they're not
3: there for the lollipops. No, they're not. Although <laughs> right. I really
2: do, they love the winter green myths. Sure. Lifesavers. Yeah. All right. So, the, one of my approaches is to figure out, I've got to figure out what this person has to work with to figure out how to manage their problem. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a magician. I have to help that person solve their problem. Now, I might contribute, obviously, with conversation, with medication and lots of things. But ultimately, I've got to figure out what assets that person has to help them help themselves. Right. One of the things I ask everybody in the first interview is, um, tell me about your spirituality. And... I frequently, and it's kind of just a spiritual history. I am not trying to impose anything on them. I am trying to understand what I have to work with, really what they have to work with, Mm -hmm. with getting them through whatever problem they have. How does their brain work? Uh, And Will leans towards, look, I'm scientific, make it make sense to me, and and I'm not really, I don't want to go into all the religious stuff right now about why I need to do this to feel better. So uh, when I ask that, frequently most people give me their religion. Mm-hmm. And and I take that information. And I say that's it. okay. Thank you. And I get a little background on religion. And I said, now I'm curious about your spirituality. And they're like, I just answered your question. I said, no, you answered what your religion was. And what I want to know is, what do you really believe?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And the answers are wonderful, wondrous, and honest. I think they feel safe. Um, they're not being judged. They're not at church. And people tell me, okay, what do you really believe? And some people, for example, Will, okay, so let's go with Will for a second. So let's say Will gives me that answer. Well, you know, I'm a scientific guy, okay? So I would ask Will some more questions about, okay, Will, so, um, and I know a little bit about you, so I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. So you seem to be someone who cares about the outcome of the election. You seem to be someone who cares about how people get along. You don't like it when people are mean to other people. Is that That's fairly fair, accurate? Okay. Yeah, I want people to be treated fairly. That's Why? my thing. Why? Why does that matter? Um, that's a good question.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I th- again, I think it goes back to what we talked about off the air or earlier, um, experiences of meeting so many different people and seeing and realizing like, oh, wait, everyone's not just like me. And turns out I have it pretty well. And I think from, from that, a lot of it, I don't
2: originate. So from a scientific standpoint, why does that matter? Mm. For survival of the fittest, why do you care about someone who is less than or has less Well, because
0: from a scientific standpoint, I am a person with emotions. Uh, You know, I have chemicals in me that make me feel feelings and have compassion.
2: Okay. All right.
1: But so I I think that's, uh, for me, where it gets complicated. um, And and this is not a, uh, to say, this is not a pro-religious statement necessarily. But when you think about um, doing things for emotions within your own brain... Um, you know, I mean, you could if you could fake those emotions, would you then do that? You know, I'm, would that have the same at faking, effect if you I'm pretty had a faking emotions? But so, you know, if there were a drug that could perform those emotions regularly for your entire life, you know, would you if, if that's the only scientific reason, then would you go for that? You know what I mean? Because that would fulfill the same void theoretically. Right. And it's really more that's kind of a devil's advocate type situation. I'm not.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I, I here's one way to answer that question too. Um, I definitely do not think morality is synonymous with religion. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot.
2: But, but is it synonymous with spirituality? Bingo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if we diff- well, but wait a second. Now,
3: I would argue that it's not necessarily. Okay. Um, and I would argue, and I think you raise a good question. I mean, if we had a soma-like substance that allowed people to veg out, and what—that's right. a good. That's a very good. You know, um, sort of. Um, Anyway, it's a good question. Um, but I would argue that we are also evolutionarily trained to, to want to uh, produce communities where people are able to thrive and be happy and whatnot. And I would argue that fairness is also at the heart of that idea. Now, I would also argue that we are trained, unfortunately, to, you know, use our group to try to do the best we can within our group and keep other groups out and shut them out, um, which I think is unfortunate as we move more and more towards globalization. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's somewhat short-sighted but but I would argue that there is a basis you know that is not related to spirituality that has to do with fairness and those kinds of qualities that Will's talking about.
1: So you're saying that those things uh, may like fairness may tie into evolution and natural selection essentially that if you're fair to the community around you that that helps your population succeed.
3: I would, argue, I would make an argument that there's something there that's worth exploring. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, and
0: generally speaking with like compassion and fairness, um, this is not like a euphoric feeling I get. It's generally a more frustrated feeling when I see it not happening. Mm-hmm. Like sure. I, don't, I don't notice my feeling when it's happening. I just think like, yeah, this is how it should be. And then when yeah. I see it not happening, I'm but, like,
2: oh, geez. But you think it's how it should be. Why?
0: I don't know. I just don't put myself on a pedestal at all. Like myself, well, I'm not suggesting you do. Well,
2: I think the opposite is no, going I, on in your mind. I think you are... St- I think somewhere inside, and just is just for for point of moving this along, I would not have the same approach in therapy yeah. I'd let you get there <laughs> <laughs> um, I think somewhere inside part of you sees that you are part of something bigger than just you I'm not I I saying just think I'm
0: unimportant i don't know i
2: well if 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 you are unimportant and and it's all going to work out scientifically, then why do you have such passion about? what someone else does. You have a sense of of how things should turn out. All I'm suggesting is, and I'm not suggesting that you're religious, I'm just suggesting that you do think about something bigger than you, even if it's just the human population or survival of the planet or nature. Anything outside of ourselves helps us to transcend from self-focus to something bigger than us. And many people would define spirituality as any focus on something bigger than yourself when your brain stops being self-aware as much and more outwardly worldly aware that is a spiritual turn psychologically it's an interesting question.
0: Yeah, uh, let's take a break. I need okay. a good, I need a good cry. Um, <laughs> let's take a break. Dan writes in. You need to call and, your grandmother. Dan writes <laughs> in and points out that uh, that I said my Jewish friend as if I have one Jewish friend. No, I've got, mm. I've got lots, We just ha- one of them yeah. happened to write in. Um, all right, you can hear these segments, Mom, and many more. At let's think on it, <laughs> wherever you find podcast. Quick break and we're back with more with Dr. Mark Westfall. All right, so we are hanging out with Dr. Mark Westfall. Joining us now is our intern Eva or Eva. Um, we're talking about spirituality and how that relates to psychology. We didn't. We talked a lot about me. We didn't talk a ton about Reed. We didn't. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if we. How you want to progress from here? I'll just let you take the wheel.
2: Um, well, I think um, Eva or Eva actually had a great <laughs> question in the interim.
1: Yeah. So. Um, so you think of spirituality, but then there's also this other entity of like the human spirit. And where where is like that line drawn? And is there any separation? And what's the correlation? And like maybe even like the human soul. What's the difference between the spirit and the soul? I don't know. <laughs> right, I'll
2: tell you what. I've got all the answers
1: you for do? you. You yeah. do? Okay, good. <laughs> 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 easy
3: as that. <laughs> that's easy. Easy peasy. Well, I mean, of course, you know, that question is founded on the idea or, you know, based on the principle or idea that there is a soul or that's even a real thing.
1: That's often debated, isn't it? Right. or
2: spirit, yeah. So, I mean, wonderful questions. And I think, uh, you know, the point of tonight's conversation, in my opinion, is just to, to trigger more conversation and mm-hmm. to think outside the box. Um, we obviously live in a, in a conservative South, and people have very strong religious views. Um, I am not coming in with that bias. I'm coming in from a different perspective. When I first started psychiatry, there was really very little overlap between uh, spirituality and psychiatry. Um, And even in medicine, there's very little overlap. I'm going to get to your question, by the way. There's very little overlap in uh, spirituality and medicine. And so it was very scientific, and I am a science guy. Mm -hmm, I got to see it to believe it. That's just kind of how my brain works. Um, And so this has, for me, been kind of a transformation to – and something i have continually to work on. It's I think it's something we all should work on throughout life. It's to ponder why, mm-hmm. why are we here? What is my purpose? Uh, how how can I help eat other people if that's what drives you? I think that's very important to continually to ask yourselves. And I don't think any of us are going to have the answers. Right. But if we stop asking, then we definitely are going to stop growing as people. And so. What I've learned through just watching people go through some really horrific things is that there's a significant piece of our brain that is devoted to, and this is scientific, so you'll like this, Will. There's a significant part of our brain that's devoted to emotion, and on top of that, it's devoted to connectedness. And to me, that connectedness is is something that is... um, Pervasive when you begin talking about spirituality, Mm -hmm. and if you're religious, when you talk about religion. So, the connectedness that the thing that connects each of us together to me is a spiritual conversation. It's something bigger than us that connects or binds us. Even if that energy, if you want to go science y, even if that is like quantum physics, kind of an energy that we share, okay, I'm fine with that. But it's still something that connects us. And why not pay attention to that energy and that connection and use that to our benefit and to the benefit of others?
3: Right. Well, I definitely am a big proponent of that idea. No question about it. I um, think that
0: I think you pretty much just described better than I could the way I feel about it. I mean, that's what I feel like it is. So I, I
2: think that's what religions are tapping into. I think that's sure. something that exists in all of us. Mm-hmm. And religions tap into it, and if you, if it taps into it in a positive way, wonderful. It's using something mankind has inside of them, and whatever your concept of God is, whether it's an energy force or you know a guy sitting on a throne, whatever your mental image is, when you're trying to conceive of that, you're trying to get in touch with that piece of yourself. That thinks outside of self. Well, and that's well
3: and good, but of course, college football also taps into that same concept, but it doesn't wind up with people being persecuted and marginalized and all these sorts of well, things. SEC football does. Well, but yeah. Wow. But I mean, so but am for I most, hearing,
2: uh, I'm just curious, am I hearing an implicit bias against religion?
3: Well, yes, most definitely. Yes. Okay. I, yeah, 100%. You recognize that uh, religion. Serves many, or many rather, of positive, you know, kind of um, purposes. But at the same time, it is undeniable. If you, you I mean, anyone who has just glanced at a history book, um, or just like the news, you know, there's no question that there are a lot of lines that are drawn, um, you know, based on religion. There are a lot of, you know, in our part of the country, there are a lot of um, controversial, and I would argue, very problematic. Laws that affect people unfairly and unnecessarily that are based on religion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yes, I 100% uh, think that the connectivity is a big deal and is important, and I think that that's a positive thing. But I think that when you attach to it some idea that like, oh, uh, we know the answer, uh, and here is the thing, and also you are bad and wrong, Mm -hmm. and therefore, you know, we're going to burn you at a stake. I think that's
2: where you get into... Right. and so what I what I hear from that is, um, you don't uh, don't leave it word in your mouth. I'm just right. saying what I sure. hear. Yeah. Um, is that when mankind takes this spiritual connectedness mm-hmm. um, and distorts it for his own gains, mm-hmm. um, that's offensive to you? Um, so when it's, people yes, come yes. in the, and use the religion to actually push agendas that aren't very loving and giving and caring and this connectedness that we've talked about that I think you probably feel with others yes. and would like others to feel. You don't like it when it gets hijacked and someone gives yes. it a label of a uh, religious name and then uses it for persecution. and Yeah, but hostility. let me just
3: say this, though. I think that the question that you're asking and the way that you're framing that also, um, and I'm not suggesting that you are saying this, but I think oftentimes people will say, well, don't judge you know uh, Christianity for example based on the way Christians might behave or some you know particular people might behave and that I think is a way of very kind of quickly glossing over this notion that like hey um, for example Christianity is the true you know answer or whatever and I'm I'm not so sure that we can necessarily quickly agree on that part either
2: right. so. so what I what I tend to do and obviously in my world I'm working with the individual right and so um, I think when it gets to the group, it can get off track pretty quickly, just like college football. Sure. I mean, but when you bring it back down to the individual, if that individual, if you have someone who is devout in whatever religion, mm-hmm. and that is how they tap into that inner spirit, that inner thing we just described earlier that you thought resonated with you, that, that whatever scientific combination of, of emotions if that is the way they connect into that, then then in my seat, working with someone, that is a very important tool for them to use sure. to come out of whatever condition they're in. Yeah. And so I, th- I think that, you know, I think we probably all agree that when religion um, is used to means that are destructive or harmful, that's not a good thing. But that's not at all what I'm talking about. I'm talking about spirituality... And many people do find their spirituality through their religion. And that's a very human basic thing because one step back, you, for example, will find connectedness with that biological spirituality that we described earlier, even though you're not religious about it. So there is a need for each of us to tap into that spirit within us. And now we're getting to Eva's question. What is that spirit? In my and it's that, that piece of us inside that knows there's something bigger than us and wants to connect to something bigger than us. And I think that is our inner spirit that connects each of us and can be, it's amazing the benefit that that can provide to individuals. And I'll, in, in another segment, I'll talk about some of the research going on with spirituality and medical healing that we're now seeing. Is There's actually biological power in tapping into your inner spiritual connectedness and those emotions, you actually can mobilize healing within your body, biologically speaking,
0: scientifically speaking. That Yeah, that doesn't completely surprise me. Right. Uh, all right, so quickly before we get a break, um, I just need to clarify. When like I'm all about people being religious and believing what they believe. So long as it doesn't negatively affect anyone else or oppress anyone else. Um, I feel like a lot of people, you know, um, have found religion or you or utilize religion based on circumstances that they can't justify otherwise, like losing a child, losing a family member, losing a friend. Like that's a tough thing that really, there's no way to wrap your brain around it. There's just no way to justify why this happened unless you're just like the most pragmatic person on the planet, right? Um, It's tough to understand why unfair things like that happen. And so I think it's a good, plenty healthy thing, honestly, um, for people to do that. Just because I may handle stuff differently or think differently about situations, I am all about it so long as it doesn't go to the point of oppressing others, which we deal with every day
1: so you're almost saying that like religion some people use it as a coping mechanism oh my or gosh yeah. just but that's how they that's how it initially starts y- or
0: yeah uh, well not even that that's how it starts but that's just why they hang on to it uh, and i hate to use the word crutch but yes as a coping mechanism that's a better way to put it um also i do think that death as it can be a scary thing and so you, so you want to know like, well, what's next? Like, and especially like if you've lost someone, like you don't want to think about the fact that they are just no longer in existence. I mean, you want to think about the fact that, um, so I, I feel like that also plays into it a great deal of like the afterlife and wanting to, to feel comfortable about the end coming here in this life, knowing that there's something more. I happen to be terrified by the idea that there's something else. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. makes me, it keeps me up at night. Eternity, like the idea of eternity. I know I've talked about this with Austad. I get my doctors confused. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, you, you and I have talked about it. No, I remember you yeah, when he was talking about um, black holes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea up. of just eternity is it will make me physically mm-hmm. a little bit ill to think about so much. So, so for me, it's a much more comforting thing for me personally. I'm not talking about my children or anything. Think. Thank goodness I have not had to deal with anything like that. I hope never do, and anyone I know never does. But for me personally, it's a much easier concept to think of, just like, oh, mm-hmm. when it's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. Back, throw, throw me wherever. It doesn't matter, I don't care, I'm done.
3: But once again, but on once some again, levels, that's different from what you're talking exactly. about yeah.
2: yeah, that's a religious belief, as opposed to what I would come back to you, uh, if you were struggling with something, is what pushes you forward? Wheel lock me. What, why do you care? And those types of questions, I think, help propel us through life. And when people get faced with challenges, um, actually, it's an it's, it's a amazing opportunity for people to actually get in touch with that inner spiritual thought area of the brain because it forces you there. You can't just go along, oh, everything's great, got a good job, got a great wife, good kid, I mean, everything's rocking along. When things aren't rocking along, it forces you into that zone to figure out, wow, why and how can I possibly get through this? So for some people, they describe there's a, a really excellent book by a Jewish rabbi um, called The Gift of Grief, and he talks about being transformed through grief, not getting through grief. But letting grief transform you because it forces you to find some of that inner emotion and, and get rid of your foregone, I mean, your, your prior uh, thoughts and, and implicit biases against, you know, what you were taught religiously and get to what you really believe and what, what makes you take that next step. Why take that next step when you feel like there's nothing left to go for? I'm surprised
0: I haven't read that because I do have a Jewish friend. That's right.
2: (laughs) Well, I'll be curious as we continue
3: to talk about this in in the next segment to talk about once again how we define and how we separate spirituality from the metaphysical. Because to me, I think that's largely what uh, this can be. You know, it comes down to that sometimes when it comes to people who do or don't agree with what you're talking about with regard to spirituality.
0: Let's take a very quick break. We're hanging out with Dr. Mark Westfall discussing spirituality and how that Jives with psychology. Um, this is super interesting. This is going to be one of those. I can go ahead and tell you. I mean, we're just going to burn through and go to the end of the show now. Um, but this is going to be one of those. I wish we had two or three hours on. Yeah. It. Yeah. Well, you know, we can always come back to that. There you go. Um, and not on going on, anywhere. On mic number four is Adam Westfall, who is uh, Dr. Mark Westfall's son. So w- welcome to Birmingham for the weekend for Mother's Day. And then uh, welcome back to the discussion. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Dr. Mark, where are we well,
2: going? Well, so, you know, th- at the end of the last one, I think, yeah. uh, Reed was talking about some metaphysical stuff. and uh, Well,
3: I mean, I think to me it's still just the sticky wicket here is the idea of at what point is spirituality defined in relation to the metaphysical. And, you know, for me, that's where things start to get a little wishy-washy. I mean, I like what you're talking about when it comes to connectivity and being a part of something larger. Um, so what you do you know, mean by the metaphysical? Well, I mean, things that are outside of the physical world, this idea that, um, you know, to me, the word spirituality carries very much uh, kind of a connotation related to, you know, a higher power or something that is beyond our understanding or, um, you know, something along those lines, something like a god or whatnot um, or a deity of some sort. And, you know, so I don't know, every time I hear the word spirituality, that's, that's the thing I think of because I think for all the other phenomena that you're talking about you know I have other ways of, of labeling mm-hmm. that yeah. um,
2: and what I'm suggesting is that we uh, well I'm not I'm not suggesting this if if you look at a lot of the, the current usage of spirituality which mm-hmm. changes you know word, that's the beauty of our language sure. right yeah. I mean things change over the course of mankind we use the same word and it doesn't always mean the same thing I mean you know, obviously you know it happens within the courses of a lifetime. I mean, sure. Kids come up and say stuff that, you know, hooking up is very different than when hooking up with someone when I was a kid. What know. do you mean when you were a kid? Hooking up? Yeah. Going zip lining together. Getting together. Yeah. But now it means like, no, it means... Getting together. Getting together. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so what did getting together mean when I'm to <laughs> It Mean and, and, you know, sometimes it just meant on a phone call because we had a phone that went on a hook, so you're, you're hooking up with someone. It did nope. not at all have any sexual connotation. Right. Things whatsoever. change when it comes to language. So spirituality has changed, and I think the, the use of that word, and I think <laughs> our understanding of, of you know, certainly the the biology and, and the, the physical understanding of the world around us is, in, in, is increasing. But what, what I... I guess what I'm trying to pull all together is that I think that each religion and uh, mankind, when they're throughout the centuries, when they're talking about spirituality and God and and that connectedness, I think it's a lot of different terms for the same basic phenomenon that's going on, and we get biased against the the terms. But we're really still all talking about a very similar phenomenon, and we conceptualize it differently.
3: What do you think that phenomenon is? I'm curious.
2: That there is something bigger than the individual, and that we are connected as humans in a way that binds us, and that connectivity is via emotion, compassion, love. When when I can watch someone I don't know from a different world, I mean, a different uh, country, uh, go through something and cry. That's a connectedness. When there's, th- 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 when when something's going on with someone that I find sad, and I cry, mm-hmm. that's a connection that is transcendent. It's it's more than just the individual, and it affects human behavior. The day after nine eleven. There was a, ten, in my opinion, I remember driving to work the next day, there was a tangible difference in the way that the people in the car, I'm just talking, I was driving to work, 30 minutes driving to work, looking at people in other cars, there was a tangible difference in how that gaze was between two drivers that knew nothing about each other before. Yeah. There was a a concern, there was briefly more compassion, There was you could just feel a difference in the way humans behave because of one action. Mm -hmm. That ability for an action to affect human population is a phenomenon. Mm -hmm. You can call it what you want. But I think that's the connective the connectivity between humans that we should tap into more. If you want to call it XYZ, I don't care. Mm -hmm. But and if you're getting to that through going to church and praying, fine. If you're going to it by going to the woods and climbing rocks, fine. I just want to help people find that connection because it is healing. It is a m- amazingly powerful experience to connect to yourself and then to someone else. And it's so powerful that it's it, it deserves its own word. And so to, when I... Have someone come in and they and I see a lot of people. For, let me just give you a blatant example: someone who comes in. We've talked about sexual trauma, right? That happens to a lot of people. If you have someone who's been sexually traumatized by someone in the church, and that's someone coming in with an implicit bias against religion. Sure, and they may be no. completely turned off against religion of all sorts. Am I going to push religion on them and and have them be healthy? I mean, I want your
1: opinion. Right? No, oh, n- certainly not. No, yeah. right.
2: Sorry, I thought that was <laughs> <I> thought <laughs> that rhetorical. Was. It yeah. was. But um, so, but what I see people going through is that often when they get turned off by religion mm-hmm. for a number of reasons you guys have, have discussed and very valid, they also turn themselves off to that spiritual connectedness because they associate the two together. So one of my jobs, I feel is to help them get back in touch with something bigger than them. I don't mean God. Sure. If that's what you want to label it, God. I'm not talking I don't have a I don't have a certain image of what I want them to go to. Right. Other than I want them to go to transcend the focus on yourself. You
3: want them to feel connected
2: and find a connectivity sure. whatever that connection is for them because that will help them transcend the trauma they went through.
3: You know, I think you know during this segment earlier, I looked up the word spiritual just to sort of see what the dictionary has to say yeah. about that. And, you know, um, most of the definitions are tied, uh, you know, Eva earlier asked the question about what about or, a person's or ever, spirit? Or of a god, Yeah. What was it? Uh, or so, yeah, ever. Or That's or right. Ever. Yeah. It could be either way. A spirit. Um, you know, and I think to me still the sticky wicket, like I said, is the word spirit jewel because i think it is it's based on the foundation of hey there's something like weird and we can't know what it is inside of us and m- part of my you know queasiness about that is that well wait a second what about instead why don't we focus on the things that we can And we can understand about human dependency and the fact that we are social animals and that it is important to be connected to one another and to develop empathy and how that's positive for us and for our community and how we are more healthy when, you know, and to me, those are things that are all very valid, very Mm -hmm. easily observed, um, very much true and real, but also don't lend themselves to some idea of, oh, yeah, also, by the way, I've got the answers of the universe and you're doing it wrong and... You know, was, that's. I think that's yeah, part of the yeah. problem for me. I, that's why I don't like the word spirituality because to me it's too closely tied to something that,
0: you know.
2: So if you there's, I mean, a lot of of non-religious folks use yeah. spirituality. Um, a lot of the, um, you know, Eastern cultures sure. use spirituality, uh, and, and and like uh, Deepak Chopra uses mm-hmm. spirituality. Um, there's a, there are a lot of uses of the word spirituality that don't mean religion and they don't tie into I've Got the Answers of the Universe. And you talked about a lot of the the wonderful healing things Mm -hmm. uh, of human connectedness. And those are very powerful, by the way. And that's some of what when I talked before about the healing powers of spirituality, um, some of that is that social connectedness that sometimes religion can bring to you if you're around a group of people that you feel comfortable with. No question. But even outside of that social connectedness, there's this 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 conception of me being a part of something bigger than me—not society—that's mm-hmm. one way, but just of a a a more important process going on um, that makes my actions meaningful. There's a—I don't know if you've read Victor Frankel, mm-hmm. A Man's Search for Meaning. Um, he started a, a in the he was a survivor of a concentration camp, Nazi Germany, right? Jewish family members sent to the gas chambers except for his sister. Um, he was a psychiatrist. And at the time, psychiatry was all about, it was mostly Freudian. Uh, uh, he was from Vienna, so uh, he, he was a contemporary Freud, followed him, I guess. Not a contemporary, but soon followed him. And his, his whole approach, he came up with a, a whole new concept of of psychotherapy called Logotherapy, L-O-G-O. Mm-hmm. Logo, uh, in Greek, meaning meaning. Mm-hmm. So his approach was helping people find meaning. And he talks about people going through the concentration camp and how th- these people were, were were isolated. There was no social connected n- connectivity. They were, everything was taken away from them and starving and, and standing in line to go into a gas chamber. And he talks about the connectivity th- that some of the individuals had with this higher meaning from whatever source, right, and how it helped them experience this trauma differently. They were marching into death, but they experienced it differently than, than those who were in despair and and saw no meaning in the events that were going on around them. And so he took that and then made a a, a huge impact on the world of psychotherapy, um, and and transformed it that, you know, we're not supposed to be passively letting people bounce around in their head trying to figure things out. One of the things people are searching for is finding some meaning. Mm-hmm. And when they're struggling, if they have me- if the struggle has meaning, you can get to most anything. That's actually a quote from Nietzsche. It was something along the line. Let's see what I got here. He who has a why to live can bear with almost any how. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that why is something that transcends our everyday life. And it's, it's being connected to something bigger than us even if it means my one contribution to society uh, is is going to in the long run maybe help mankind move a little further or uh, you know live along little live a little longer to help find other wonders of the universe scientifically whatever whatever you come up with but having a, a more important meaning to continue to move forward and so any and all of that, me is subsumed under mm-hmm. if that's the right word under spirituality so it's not it's it's not a religious question it is anything outside of the self that transcends the self into something bigger than us and so it it, it certainly can be you know um, any and everything that brings you all anything that brings you all there's to me that's connecting with your spirituality that inner part of you that recognizes that there's a connectivity to something other than you Now, that's probably a a pretty broad definition, but but I think that's where the definition of spirituality is kind of moving in Mm -hmm. society. Um, It certainly is in medicine. When we talk about it in medicine and to do research on spirituality, they're not talking about a religion. They're talking about uh, the feeling of something bigger than you transcending yourself. Um, And that somehow has some healing powers. It brings some people some peace psychologically, which then the brain can then help heal other parts of the body. When you're stressed, you get sicker. When you're not stressed...
3: Well, of course, I mean, also, you know, sugar pills
2: have healing power as well. Exactly. Right. That's a great... So, great. But I placebo. guess my point
3: is it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something valid at the base of that. Just because there's healing power doesn't mean, oh, so the thing would, we're talking would, about I, is
2: necessarily valid. I disagree. Why is that? Because I think placebo, you, this is you just... Walked right into the uh-huh. the the, 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 uh, the thick of it. The placebo works because of spirituality. It's hope.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Hope is part of your spirit, part of your interconnectedness that something is going to happen. So it is a or it isn't. It is a psychological right. phenomenon.
3: Right, but that doesn't okay. necessarily mean that it's connected to something larger than ourselves. It could just be part of the way our brains work. I mean, you know, it could be it a It is chemical. part of the way our brains work. Right, but it doesn't Agreed. necessarily well, mean it's connected to a, something outside of us. But
2: if you can, if the ultimate connectivity gives you hope, mm-hmm. then you have just helped your brain heal yourself.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. I feel like you're saying, like, in a specific, like, definitely you in a religious context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sorry, you being read. Sorry. Um In a religious context that just because you're believing in that and that's helping heal you doesn't mean that your explicit religion is accurate.
3: No, what I mean is that just because you benefit from a spiritual belief of any sort, that that doesn't necessarily mean that the thing upon which your belief is based is actually real. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. Whether it's a religion okay. or whether it's I agree with that. That's all I'm saying. I agree with that. Yeah, I,
2: I agree with that yeah. But my point is, is that you have still tapped into your spirituality which has yeah. hope and healing properties, So right. it, it's kind of irrelevant what, it's not irrelevant, but it is not as important the specifics of what you believe, mm-hmm. but that you have a belief in something. I don't mean something religious. I just mean
0: something. A connectedness. A a, connectedness to yeah. other people. Right. So There's so a
2: reason why you're nice mm-hmm. to people, Will. There's something, it's not just because you you know you were taught this is what you have to do. Somewhere inside of you, you think that that is a, Good thing to do for some reason. Right. There's a belief of something you can't really
0: even describe. So you're cool with me equating chemical makeup to spirituality. Totally. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um. So when you talked earlier about someone coming in that has turned away from religion, um, are you saying that that always then they have issues connecting, or, or you know, um, are they also turned away from the larger connectedness? To others always? Or, I mean, no, no, like, no, I don't no, no, no. It's,
2: it's just a common – um, it's a common – I mean, when I am trying to find someone, find their connectedness or reason to continue living, I, fi- I frequently find that religion gets in the way because they've been turned off by religion, and I keep trying to help them understand that I'm not trying to have you be religious. I'm trying to have you connect with your own belief system, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And everybody believes – something even if you believe right. in science right. you still believe in something and right. so let's use that belief because it's all still a belief none of it is proven science is never proven right we always disprove and what's left we we think is is reality but we don't ever prove anything really in science mm-hmm. um it's an ongoing series of disproving things and so if you believe in science it's still a belief right so, you never yeah.
0: know the answer to any of this. Yeah. So, it's steal, all really still a belief system. I'm going to steal this um, from Err. Uh, maybe Louis C.K. said that. No, no, it wasn't. I was uh, thinking about it a second. But either way, um, an explanation one time I, I heard was look, if, you, if all the books in the world went up in flames, gone, well, science books, uh, Bibles, any kind of religious te- texture and scientific texture, all gone. Where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? Waldo? You oh, can't man. Find, You'll never yeah. find him. Yeah. Um, in a thousand years, right, or whatever, five thousand years, when people then start building back up and learning again, um, the science books will pretty much come back the same. They'll come back the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the religious books will come back completely different. If you, you know, if you, I hear you.
2: Yeah. I, I'm I would dispute that for a second, but I, what I would to add to it is. If he, it did, so did man continue throughout all, all this. Man, man didn't. Right. Man, the same. He didn't. Well, yeah. Okay. There was
0: no knowledge of before.
2: Okay, no knowledge of before. If we okay, started but, anew, but but were still around. Yeah, there would still still be an outlet for your spirituality.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I and I agree because I just said, it's I just part just of our brain. Don't use the word mm-hmm. spirituality. So to describe your that. job
2: between now and next time is to come up with a new word. Okay. To describe the phenomenon we've been discussing for the last hour and a half, chemical fun.
3: I would I would call it curiosity. <laughs> that's what I would call it.
2: Curiosity. So that that connectedness when I see something on on the screen that cuts me to my emotional core and mm-hmm. I feel for someone who I don't even know. But see, no, I would separate, curiosity.
3: No, because I would separate that out. For well, I think once again no, we're I'm getting into different. The, I'm looking yeah. for the
2: word that that, that, that But I um,
3: don't know if there is a word that covers all those things. It's called spirituality. Oh, I don't <laughs> I agree with that. Yet. I think, but I think we're making the assumption that there is one idea that will cover all those things. I'm not sure that I agree with that.
2: Um, there may not be, but I think we can certainly put all those in the same room. And we, gotta, we have to have some way to communicate about them. So just come up with a way to communicate about these, these human connections and, um, and, and the sense of, of something, and coupled with that, this sense of something bigger than ourselves. Yeah.
0: Um, sadly, we are out of time because man
2: you guys were good I was a little worried before I came in like <laughs> this is either gonna fall flat if they like if they're not like not mm-hmm. interested oh, in we it. And it we could talk but about this for hours just, yeah you yeah. took it hours no, and
0: hours, it. And, hours. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and you know my big thing leading up to the probably until about three years ago two or three years ago was just like oh, uh, let you no know, religion and politics you're gonna ruin the party if you talk yeah. about it and then all of a sudden I talk and thought.
2: look at most of our segments this past year right mm-hmm. politics but and it, now religion
0: it, all of a sudden <laughs> dawned on me like uh oh wait no it's actually important to talk about because there's yeah. some bad things happening around the world because of things happening, and you got to talk about it and yeah. try to make it better. Yeah. All right, um, people are tweeting in, writing in. Sorry, we didn't get to to much of it. Yeah. Teaching at Sanford though, wrote in and said, "Root of religion equals ligare." I think is how you pronounce ligare, it. Ligare, Maybe Liga, ligare. It's a anyway, and says which means to tie. It's a Latin word. So religion binds human and spiritual worlds together. And then they go on to say, "Love, Doctor Westfall." Sweet. I told you recently. I saw somebody's like, "Oh my god, I'm so jealous. You've gotten to." you got to meet dr westfall that's right (laughs) such a big fan um okay man more people writing in sorry just can't get to all of it tonight thanks so much dr mark westfall of course you can catch these segments and all of the segments we do here including other ones that happen outside of this uh at let's think on it wherever you find podcasts to listen to dr mark westfall live check out O brother radio and birmingham mountain radio 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter, at Lockamy Brothers.